We're the Pragmatic Doulas. This is a podcast where we talk all about birth and other interesting things. Birth may be a goddess, but she doesn't want to be worshipped. She wants to be respected. She doesn't want incense. She wants common sense. All right, here we are. Good morning, podcasting fans. <laughs> Let's call them fans. Otherwise, what would they be doing here? What is this? Like a, a school assignment? Is this why you're listening to this podcast? Maybe it is. We we should be on uh should like be on some sort of like reading list for doula organizations. Absolutely. We should be a part of the syllabus. Yeah, That's this right. is what happens, people, when you've been doing this for a long ass time. Go listen to Pragmatic Doulas. There you go. Yep. yep. Are, we on, are we still posting on YouTube our episodes? Yeah, every now and then. I can't. It takes for fucking ever to actually upload. So. Oh, does it? It takes like half an hour or more, and I can't sit here waiting for it to fucking yeah. happen. So every now and then when I get a few minutes under my belt <laughs> yes 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 well i slept shitty last night full of chocolate and lobster oh there you go <laughs> you know it direct result of all the shitty eating i did yesterday well it wasn't a lot of shitty eating it was just um a lot of delicious rice peel off from red lobster um some breaded shrimp and you know those cheddar made biscuits yep yep so nope, that's but, it. okay that did it that did it that's why i'm not not so i don't i didn't sleep last night i used to get the fisherman's feast which had all the different types of shrimp and the maritime lobster tail with the clarified butter but get this one of the shrimps was garlic butter shrimp right in its little tray um, and then there was the clarified butter on the side for dipping your other shrimp and your maritime lobster tail. So mm-hmm. after I would eat the garlic shrimp, there would be a nice pool of butter there. Yes. I would dump the rice pilaf in there. That's what, well, that's, I do it the other way around. I just dump it into the rice pilaf directly. But you <laughs> see that sauce that's at the bottom of the garlic butter shrimp is not the same as the clarified butter, which no, has flavor you know that it immediately reminds me of movie popcorn yes you know the flavor of butter you put on movie popcorn that's it is like oh my god i would eat another like another one of those today because it's so friggin' good i can't, I can't <laughs> lobster with like butter oh my god it's an experience yeah 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 that's what it is so anywho how are you gals how's everybody doing how about you kim how are you feeling this week compared to last week oh i'm like a completely different person um better i'm pretty sure the kidney stone's still there i haven't birthed it yet Mm -hmm. um (laughs) but i last night i think was the first night i slept without breaking out into a raging sweat fever sweat so that was good that's progress that is progress that's huge when it's trying to leave your system yeah and especially you know because kidney stones can actually kill you um literally um 
So it's nice to not have to worry about the infection anymore, which can lead to sepsis, which again, can kill you. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, no. Stress levels are a little bit less than they used to be. So that's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, other than that. Mm -hmm. Same shit, different day. Well, yeah. <laughs> and how are you, Madam Stephanie? I am doing quite well. As you guys know, I'm working on a new business idea. I do keep getting side railed by just family related things that are going on and errands, life. And life going closer to Christmas and all of that fun stuff. But I'm feeling pretty good about, about that. Um, also, while I was trying to develop this idea a little bit more, I started thinking about it in the realm of also my doula work. And I've decided to start making a little, a few changes that way too. So my, just something simple, like for example, my, um, my profile on Instagram until now has been private. And realizing that if people want to understand what I do, they shouldn't have to get past requesting to follow me in order to do so, it's a bit of a deterrent. Yeah, that's, I'm surprised that you had a private because it's your, that's your business account. Yeah, it's, and, well, it's also my private account, but what we do is literally us. It's us incorporated, right? It's, it's you incorporated is what we do. No so, like trust. There you go. And if I'm like, I don't trust you, you better apply to get in here. It's, it's, you know, it's a different message. <laughs> you trust me, then I don't trust you. <laughs> so, uh. Yeah, yeah. And you guys know I just let it all hang out there. That I don't have much of a filter on. What? Get out of here. You're joking. Mm. Yeah. Um, that's the beauty of Stephanie. Follow yeah. you, that you, what you see is what you get. That is exactly it. And sometimes you get me great and sometimes you get me less than stellar, but I'm very clear that when I'm less than stellar to say, you know, Today is not a good day for that. It's like, again, day, I don't have a period anymore, but day one of my period, I would always just make the announcement in the house. Today's not the day. Today, I'm the no person, to be sure. Let's, we'll start with that as the base. But I got one nerve today. Yeah. Don't and be the person who steps on it. Exactly. And I'll be a better person tomorrow. But for today, here's, I'm just setting the expectations. <laughs> I find setting expectations makes everybody more it just puts everybody in a better place. My son did me a favor this morning. When I got up to take the dog out to pee, he decided to sleep on the couch, which is his choice. But if you do decide to sleep in a common area of the house, then you cannot expect people to be tiptoeing around your, he has a bedroom. So anyways, I'm taking the dog out. He, with his bright self, said to me, oh, could you sleep in a little bit longer in the mornings before taking the dog out? What? <laughs> could you go to your own damn room? So that, I basically said something like that. Like, what are you asking me? You have a room downstairs. And when you sleep in the living room, you kind of said, he said, mom, I just need you to say no. If I ask you something and the answer is no, just say no. And I'm like, you know something? Thank you very much. That is a gift. So here is your answer today for this question. No. <laughs> yeah, that's what he wants. I'm not going to give any explanations from now on. The answer is just no. Can you drive me to work? No. 
Can you do that? No, that's it. No explanation needed. So thank you, Noah. That was the little gift you gave me. And that's Happy birthday. <laughs> yes. But that was the parenting corner of our 100th recording. It's our 100th episode. Woo! 100. I cannot believe. 100 is a lot. It is a lot. It's it's 100. It's just it's more than 99. It is 199. <laughs> and it is twice as much as 50 of doing this. Almost two years. We're creeping up on two years. We'll have another anniversary to celebrate on like Jan 7 or whatever it was. Mm -hmm. Wow. You know, my, my kid asked me if we, if I expected us to get to 100. And I never, I, I had no intention when we started it other than for us to be like getting together to hang out and record all the shit we say anyway. So yeah, maybe I did expect us to get to 100. Will there ever be a time where we don't just get together and talk shit? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna be like 90 and, and being like that fuck my diaper fell off today you know <laughs> we'll be in our perspective long-term care homes hoping not to die <laughs> prop me up in the corner <laughs> yeah i mean i listen to a lot of podcasts a lot of podcasts i think in my podcast library i probably have like 20 i don't listen to all of them regularly because i don't like all of them equally but it's a it's a big deal people make a big deal about reaching milestones like this yeah so i hope all of our listeners appreciate <laughs> that this is a big deal for us yep ah, do we have a land acknowledgement yes i have one here all right, so <clears throat> da, 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 da. where do I start here? Okay, I would like to recognize and acknowledge the land upon which I was born, I lived, I now raise my children, I work, I support birthing families, it is the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Nashanabek, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendats peoples and is now home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit and Métis people. While a land acknowledgement is not enough, it is an important social justice and decolonial practice that promotes indigenous visibility and is a reminder that we are on settled indigenous lands. Let this land acknowledgement be an opening for all of us to contemplate a way to join in indigenous movement for sovereignty and self-determination. Thank you. All right. So on this 100th episode of ours, looking back, do you have like a favorite or most memorable moment? Well, I, I mean, I've said it before. I don't listen to, I don't re-listen to our, our podcast. I, I get so cringy listening to my voice, the way my voice sounds to other people as opposed to how it sounds inside my own head, that I don't listen to the podcast. But this week, when Kim said our most popular episode was number, was it 54 or something like that? 55. 55, I went back and I listened to it. And I was fucking impressed. We're friggin' hilarious. 
and all of those things. Like, wow, what the hell? We're pretty good. So now I'm like, oh, Suzanne, you should have listened to all of them and not just this one. Uh, so yeah, I did. I listened to that one and it was pretty, I was pretty impressed with the job that we're doing. Yeah. That, that one was number 55, Life Decisions and Doula Hacks back yes. in April of this year. People really liked that. Steph, that was an episode that you were not in. Right, yeah, sorry. <laughs> you were at a birth and uh, I'm sure everybody appreciated that. But um, yeah, it was me and Kim. We, we held down that fort. Yes, you did. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really enjoyed our talk with Tanisha and Debbie. Oh, like, back in year one. Back in year one. Do you remember when we, it was just such a lovely vibe, all of us hanging out together and just saying shit out loud and asking questions that were vulnerable and um, everyone being really excited about what was to come too. This is before pre-COVID, you know, and we were talking about building businesses, building who you are, getting yourself out there, really owning your space. Um, that was probably, it was probably one of my absolute favorites. I was, and one of my biggest disappointments was the day again that I went to a birth, you know, cause I'm a doula and I missed out on our talk with um, the dynamic doulas of London. Oh, oh right. That's true. Yep. I was, I stopped by and I threw the donuts at you guys and I hugged everybody and then I ran out the door and I went to Centenary Hospital. <laughs> Yes, you did. So you missed two guests because you also missed Ann Douglas. Yes, uh, that was the day I had the emotional breakdown. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I mean, we should have recorded that. Here is what emotional breakdown burnout looks like when uh, Ann Douglas is in Kim's house and, and the last straw is broken. I mean, what are you going to do? That, that is life. That's exactly how it, uh, how it happens. It so. is. And it seems, I mean, those that happened in Kim's house, I've had, uh, yeah, I had a couple of blowouts in Kim's house where I had to wear her pajama pants and she had to clean my underwear. Um, uh, <laughs> just to be clear, I did not clean your underwear and I would not clean your underwear. Aw, <laughs> what? Come on. <laughs> nope, nope. There's a line in the friendship sand and that's pretty much it. I would clean your underwear, Kim. I know you would. I, on the <laughs> other hand, I'm going to be open and honest with you. I would not. I would put it in a plastic bag for you. I'd tie a little knot in the top. And I'd hand it back to you and say, here you go. Take it home. Take it home. You have family that will clean it for you. I want to make a little correction because people are, based on what we're saying, people are going to, episode 55, Life Decisions and Doula Hacks was not in April, it was in oh. January. Oh, thank you for correcting me. I just remembered, no, it was before I left for the Philippines. So it couldn't have been in April. And there then I picked it up. So yeah, it aired on January 27th. Um, yeah, oh, I did it. I, did listen. I got eight minutes left on there to listen to it. Huh. So there you go. What's your favorite, who's left next to say their favorite thing? Kim. What was your favorite moment, your favorite uh, podcast moment? I mean, I don't know about all time uh, favorite podcast moment because I can't, I didn't go back into last year, but this year I really enjoyed, um, we had some really good guests at the beginning, um, especially with COVID 
I guess we found it easier to have guests from across the country and whatnot uh, because of Zoom. So we had uh, uh, Melissa DeSole and Erin Underwood, which were really good. And Jody Condon, who I really enjoyed and got me kind of, you know, all fired up about business and recording my uh, classes and things like that. Not that anybody's actually purchased them yet, but um, it gave me purpose to, you know, do something that was outside my comfort zone, which was really, really good. So I really enjoyed that. Yep. And I will say I'm loving our book club, our uh, podcast book clubs. That was a great idea. Mm -hmm. And um, I look forward to podcast book club day very, very much. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah, Carissa is a riot to have on. Yeah, she's great. Right. Like what she brings to the table. We love you. Yes, yeah. Well, that's cool. Now, Kim, you have like this nice little plan written down about how this sort of structured episode was going to go. So I will ask the question that we always ask at the beginning of every, every episode. Do we have a topic today? <laughs> what are we talking about today? Well, I don't know. We've pretty much gone through everything. So that was on the list that stuff started it. So there you go. Um, I will say, so we've got some stats that I got. Um, so our worst episode oh. of all time was yeah. num number 66. What was that well, one? It's called an episode about nothing because it was pretty much a, a stupid bullshit episode. <laughs> Um, and we've had 22,000 plays. Wow. Yep. But you know what confuses me, okay, just logistically about how that all works. So if that episode 66 kind of sucks, how, how do people know that when they first, they say, oh, it's Monday, it's Pragmatic Doula's Day, and they turn it on. They don't know beforehand that it sucks. Mm -hmm. So do they listen to it and then tell all the other doulas in the world don't listen to 66? It really sucks. And that's why the numbers are low. Like how, I you know, know. I had to say if it was called a podcast about nothing right there, that probably was like, well, this is Monday. I can't deal with that right now. It's first, I, I know that I choose often, even in podcasters that I follow, if the title doesn't really resonate with me in the moment, I will come back to it that's later. True. That is absolutely true. I do that also, especially for, um podcasts that i'm joining you know they've got a couple of seasons or whatever under their belt yeah. and i will scroll through and i don't always listen to things like i did with mfm because i with my favorite murder because i pretty much just wanted to hang out with with uh karen and georgia and i wanted to hear all the stories so i didn't need to and i didn't know any of those murders except maybe a few of the really big ones so i listened to those in order but i have a lot of podcasts that i flip through the the uh episodes read the title and decide and sometimes read the whole description and then decide based on that whether i'm going to listen to it that is very true i forgot about that i do do that too this particular one uh, came out in April, the beginning, mid to beginning of April. So pretty much in the middle of a pandemic, the height of the pandemic, um, where lockdowns were happening. And I would suspect that most people actually listen to 
podcasts in the car and when they're not looking after their children and when they're not having to homeschool and all of this stuff. So I suspect the reason why it is as low as it is, is because of the timing of it all. Mm-hmm. But then when we see those same sort of numbers <clears throat> going on because the pandemic lasted, I mean, we would have seen those numbers starting. Well, we do. We lost over, we lost a hundred listeners when the pandemic started we were getting close to we were getting close to 200 in a week almost before the pandemic and then after that that was the end of that we dipped by almost 50 percent we're slowly starting to climb back out of it but yeah we lost a significant amount of listeners due to the pandemic and at that time when this all started was our listener base still about 50 50 canadian american with a few others yes Yes, and now we are more American than Canadian. Now, I find that fascinating because <laughs> I was wondering um, if when we were losing people, if we were losing um, Trump supporters, because you know we were quite openly anti-Russian and um, you know, it's a big part of our discussions. I wonder if, if it was that that kind of drove some people away. That, you know, we're not. We only did that really for a couple of episodes. It isn't like it was the entire mandate from the beginning of January to now. No, but we did start with a land acknowledgement. Um, You know, I can't tell you, maybe not recently, but there are people who still roll their eyes at it. And, you know, people who just don't want to understand. And so I, I wonder if just that tone, the tone that we've set, the base that we've set, if that released us from some people like we're just not the person we're just not well i mean if if we did it was only a handful because as i say we lost our our dipping happened like march Uh, we didn't start land acknowledgements till a few months ago Uh, true true that even though we did not uh i mean we we've had very few um episodes where we've spoken about trump i think that some people just seem to feel somehow that politics shouldn't be involved in the things that they like, that they should just not have politics involved in, in that we're, we're a doula podcast and that we should stick to that. And that's that. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they are unpleasantly um, surprised when we start talking about politics and they don't like it. A lot of people are like that. Even if they agree with your politics, they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear any politics. They want to keep it separate, which is in my mind impossible, but whatever. So I think it's a combination of the of, of the pandemic. I think our Trump criticism probably we doubled down on that during the the early part of the pandemic because it was being so poorly and ridiculously handled. There's some more Trump negativity for you. Um, so yes, there might be that. Some people don't like that. But oh well, I'm not sad or sorry. <laughs> like, I'm not willing to change what we've done or what we've said to bring those people back. It's it's not, yeah, nope, some things are more important. So that's that. Yeah, and if we're not just being who we are, then I mean, why are we trying to lure in people who are not our people? Right? Why are we trying to be some? Why would why be something you're not to lure in somebody who eventually will find it that you're not that either? You know, they'll discover it soon enough. Yeah, I mean, who has fucking energy for that? 
Who is that? I don't have energy for that. Hi. Nope. Not at all. Um, so I had a question to ask about the podcast and the future. What in your mind would be something we could do to improve the podcast? One thing, what can we do? I know recently. One thing that you would like for us to do. One thing I would like for us to do. Um, I mean, most things are just the thing we, we just recently discussed, which was being proactive about having a bit of a, a roster of um, not topics so much, but I guess corners. So, or episode themes. So, you know, on thir- um, you know, the first Monday of each month, we talk about, uh, or the first, the first recording of each month, we talk about something that is controversial in the birth world. Um, or like just something that is a, our themed discussions, you know, something that has a basis that we can build on. All of us can look into it and offer feedback on it, have a chat about it. I like that idea. Or having, you know, our business corner where either we're chatting about our own businesses, where we picked up, where we failed, where we, what we learned from and having, you know, a business person on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I like the idea of having, um, themes so as opposed to just a corner like you know the second recording of each month is business day unless you know something has blown up in the doula world and we need to chat about it yeah um kim do you have any ideas of things we can do to move forward push forward i was still i mean i was still thinking about it you know trying to just come up with some ideas i know we were going to meet at some point to discuss you know a month in advance but no, I don't have any any big any big massive things to unleash. I don't I don't have big massive things to unleash, but little small things. It seems to me that people really like when we talk about specific things as opposed to general things. I mean in our in our in our structured topics, not in our blah, blah, blah at the beginning. I think our banter is fine to be free. But so for instance, when if we were going to speak about something specific about epidural, like one, uh, an aspect of epidural anesthesia, that might be, I think that people like that. Or something specific about what it, about being a doula. Like I have, an, I have a couple of ideas for the future, like about that. And uh, I think Steph, you and I, passed around I say it was you and I it was probably on our our threesome chat but I, I think uh Kim didn't comment but the where we passed around like getting some new cover art yes I, I was having some fun with that but uh I, I'm not as creative as I thought I was <laughs> or or within you know what within the free framing of creating the new cover art I was not as uh as I wasn't able to be as creative as I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. I showed a couple of them to my son and he really thought they were cool, but we ne- would need somebody to reconfigure them to make them us. Yes. And not those other three people. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I want to give away our ideas. And I mean, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about others, like other podcasts that I listen to, they change up their intros every once in a while they don't they say the same things but they redo them 
they don't change the words, but they redo them. Or they might have somebody else do the intro music. So it's the same music, but like in a, with a, a different version of the same music or something like that kind of thing. I think it doesn't seem like it makes a difference, but it really does how you like put yourself out in the world and present yourself. That might, that's, that's it. Those are, and those are small things, not big giant things. You know? no, I think that the consistency of that and the focusing of that, just like when you're building anything in a business, it, you find that it really ends up dulling out a lot of the, the background noise. If we are focused like that, it, it, it's not a big thing, but I think it has huge effect. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, we can ask people for ideas, but you know how that works. <laughs> it does or it doesn't. <laughs> people just don't share their ideas with us. Mm. And I remember that we've asked people for, uh, the other thing I was thinking of, we've asked people for birth stories, like their own birth stories. If they've given birth, if they're a parent, what was your birth story to send it? And we've had a few over the, the hundred episodes, but I'm wondering if people would be more willing to write a birth story from the doula perspective. So I have a lot of, like, we talk all the time about, well, I went to this birth six months ago and this and this and this happened. Of course, without any identifiers in there, but um, births that were either amazing, fantastic, horrifying, scary, whatever. Births that stood out to you, if doulas would be willing to share some birth stories from their perspective, right? So, you know, take ones that are like two years ago, three years ago, five years ago, so they're long, they're long past, leave out identifiers and tell us about some birth experiences that you've had. Maybe it's not about the birth itself, but while you were there supporting that labor, something weird happened or something amazing happened. Share that with us. Yeah, that, something that changed their perspective in some way, shape or form. Something about a birth that changed the way you practiced, which is a good question. What is, has anything ever happened to you in a birth that forever changed the way that you practice your birth work? So, there you go. Tell us that, send that to us. I'm going to have to think on that one too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I can think of a handful off the top of my head, but trying to remember the actual unfolding of it. Cause sometimes it's just moments, but really it's the whole experience of attending that family. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of my most entertaining was getting a call from a family who had done hypnobirthing. Um, I got a call at 3 a.m. from the partner. And I was like, you know, when you're deep in that, that dream, when you're trying to come out of it, but you're not fully out of it, <laughs> I decided to answer the phone anyway. Mm -hmm. um, and I answered the phone instead of, I meant to say hello, but what I said was, I don't know what's happening right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the, but the response that was funny or accurate or like really at that moment, he said, well, I don't know what's happening either. I'm like, well, what do you mean? What's going on? He's like, um, I think we're, it's time to go to the hospital. I'm like, okay, what's happening? He's like, well, she's sitting on the stairs. I'm like, okay. And he's like, no, she's halfway down. And like, I can see the baby's head. So I think we should go now. And <laughs> I'm like, okay, you're not, okay. You're going to hang up and you're going to call 911 now. And you're going to go help catch that baby. 
I got to get off the phone with you and I'll see you there. And uh, he's like, so what do I do? I'm like, no, we're calling 911. Literally, you're going to hang up, call 911, and you're going to go sit up on the stairs with her and help her catch the baby. Mm -hmm. And he's like, okay. Um, and then the, so the rest of that story was that she had really connected to like a, vi a particular visual during her hypnobirthing preparation. And it was of a warm wave rushing over her, like warm water when you're laying on a beach and it comes and rushes over you. And that's how she felt her labor. And everyone had said, well, that's not really labor then. So, you know, you're, you're probably just having Braxton Hicks and that's what you're explaining, that's what you're experiencing. But she got up in the middle of the night because they were so frequent. And she thought, yeah, warm water. So she went and she filled the bathtub and um, he was sleeping downstairs because she couldn't handle his snoring. And um, she realized that she started feeling pressure while she was in the tub as well with all these lovely waves of warm water <laughs> rushing over her. So she thought, she was calling to her husband who's not waking up. Um, and she thought, I gotta get downstairs. So she's naked and she's at the top of the, you know, the old Victorian style homes in Toronto when you walk in the front door and it's a straight line of stairs up in front of you. And it's like these really tall old homes. So she's, top, he's sleeping in the couch in the living room at the bottom. And uh, she made it halfway down before she managed to wake him up with her sounds. Um, but I mean, all was well. Uh, he was not, he was feeling very unwell. So he laid down on the stairs when he was talking to 911 and she caught the baby herself. He was feeling unwell? Yes. <laughs> he started to get nauseous and dizzy, but because I told him he had to stay with her, he didn't leave the stairs. He laid down on the stairs in front of her while she had her sit bones on the stairs behind him and birthed the baby and all of her amniotic fluid and everything onto him because he was laying on the stair in front of her. <laughs> I bet he was feeling unwell now. <laughs> it was quite shocking um, for him. But uh, what, what was even funnier is when I was hearing all of this, when I met them at the hospital, was that he was still wearing the clothes. He, he also went to the hospital covered in blood, vernix, amniotic fluid. Um, yeah, he was completely covered because I had said, he's like, no, you said, don't leave her. I'm like, that's right. Don't leave her. I'm like, you really took that literally. Oh, that's good. Yes. Do, the, yeah. do what you're told. We appreciate that. Oh, he was very happy with her birth though. Like, I mean, she said, as soon as she kind of let go of trying to get someone to the house, when she realized no one was going to make it at that time, she just turned it over and she said the baby just came flying out without a stitch without a stitch required. She had some, what she called chap lips afterwards, like a little Bernie, but not uh, nothing required stitches or anything. She was very, very happy with her experience. She did get a midwife and have a, a home birth the next time with intention. Well, probably a good idea. Yes. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, that was uh, probably one of the most smile filled births of a family I have ever had the joy of attending just because the, the how genuine this couple was for each other. And uh, yeah, it, it, was, it had a bit of humor. It had a bit of, you know, that never happens. The 1% the who don't actually feel pain with labor, all of those things all happened all in one family. So that was great. Um. You know, yesterday was my son's birthday. So, 
and and mine and so i was thinking about that day and that birth you know from from active labor till birth was only about three hours and nobody said to me and also one push nobody said to me maybe next time you should think about having a home birth or something i guess at that time midwifery was not just wasn't a thing so that's probably why but that would have been good advice because the next one was even ridiculously scary faster there was no build-up it was first contraction active labor birth and there was no way I would have made it to the hospital so something like that would have happened to me um I don't I don't even know I can't even imagine what would have happened but nobody you know my midwife did say to me afterwards if you have another baby, it needs to be here. You can't go. You just don't do that. And no squatting. For you. Like she said, you can't squat because they fly out too fast. So she for, for the next time, here's what you should think about for the next time. Yeah. But I have a story that I always tell my class because it's hilarious. And um, one of my clients had an epidural but for some reason, the epidural didn't take completely as sometimes happens. It didn't take completely. There's one area in, on her belly where she felt all the contractions like concentrated in this one small little spot in the upper side of her belly. And she was miserable, moaning and groaning and complaining. And we were trying all these things. Her husband was getting frustrated because she had the epidural. And so he said to her, which was, a stupid thing admittedly but he said I mean can't you just ignore that one spot everywhere else like it's working in every other part right so just like don't pay attention to like try to focus on all the other parts of you that feel good instead of that one like spot that hurts and she looked at him he was at the foot of the bed and she said come here come closer come here and he said what and she said I want you to come here come come, come, come closer to me. And then he came closer to her and she goes, take off your shoes and give me your foot. And he said, what, why? She says, because I'm gonna rip your baby toe off with my teeth. <laughs> and I want you to concentrate on the rest of your body that feels really good because it's just a little tiny baby toe. So you should be able to just ignore it. Just, <laughs> why can't you ignore that teeny tiny kidney stone, Kim? Nothing's wrong with the rest of you. It's just that kidney stone. So just concentrate on the rest of you that feels good. And his face just completely like, oh, okay. Yeah, now I get it, fine. But I, even me, I was so frustrated helping her because nothing we were doing was working that when he said to her, just concentrate on everywhere else. Part of my mind said, yeah, for fuck's sake, can't you just do that? I admit I did feel like that. But then, um, then as soon as I thought it, I unthought it. Um, but then I was like, what is she doing? What is she, what, what's happening when he's, she's telling him to come closer? I'm just going to tear off your baby toe with my feet. <laughs> that was, that was a great moment, that moment. And I swear to God, that happened not like 10 years ago. And nothing has come close to that yet. Yeah. So there you go. So we're, we're doing what we're, we want the, our listeners to do. Find moments like that, write about them, and 
send them in to us so we can read them back to the people. How about you, Miss Kim? I see you with a little bit of a smile on your face over there. Is there a particular birth that you went to that was amusing or entertaining or made you smile? Not off the top of my head that I can come up with. I was just laughing at Suzanne's story. <laughs> it was pretty good. Yeah, that was a good, that was a good one. Yes. I mean, I also have a stare birth story, like stairs. One of my clients, they were going to the hospital. And I remember that during our prenatals, the birthing person said, oh, um, I would like definitely like to have an epidural because I would like for us to enjoy this experience. I would like my husband to enjoy the birth experience. And in my head, I was like, that's not that you're going to fucking get an epidural so he could enjoy the experience, whatever. So I remember thinking about that and changing the way that I spoke to people about epidural, about birth and saying it's, it's don't, if you set yourself up to think that birth is something that you should enjoy, you, you might be disappointed. It's an overwhelming, very intense, amazing, awesome, crazy life experience, but it's not really like a party. It's not, but that was their goal. So their goal to have a, a, a party-like entertaining atmosphere at their birth included an epidural. So fine. On the day when labor started, everything that could go wrong went wrong and culminated in them leaving the house while she felt like pushing, just like your client, Stephanie, this baby was coming and he fell down the stairs. Oh my fell down the stairs and sprained his ankle so bad and still had to drive fly to the hospital. They flew up to emergency, drove up on the curb in front of the emergency doors. And he went screaming in, hobbled screaming in, the baby's coming, the baby's coming. And the baby was born in the car right in front of Emerge. And I met them at um, the nurse's station while, while the, the Emerge people like had already put them on the stretcher, stretcher bringing them down. And then his foot, his ankle was like all swollen black and blue. She did not give a shit about that ankle. She was so fucking mad at him <laughs> for being a big klutz. And he was saying, it's my ankle's really hurting. I think I mean, might need to get some ice on it. And she's like, I don't want to hear about your ankle. Okay. <laughs> if you weren't running down the stairs, you're wearing those stupid shoes and you slid down the stairs. She was so mad at him. Um, I don't know why all of my funny birth stories are about the birthing person being super mad at her partner, but there you go. <laughs> I just get a kick out of that. Don't complain about your fucking sprained ankle. Look what I just did here. So yeah, that was also, so they didn't have the party birth, the party, uh, cocktail party birth that they wanted. Um, you know, but they sure got a fast one. They called me to say, I think labor's starting. A few hours later, oh my God, something else is happening. I think I think I need to push and we're gonna go to the hospital right now. That like in that first phone call, second phone call, that's what happened. So yes, <laughs> no epidural to make it nice. I remember Roger whispering two things behind my back when I was laboring with Megan. He had his fists in my back 
and um, you know, no surprise, I'm anemic. I was, I was bruising. And so he stood up and I heard him whisper to, I don't know if it was Lisa or Claudette who was in the bathroom at the time. He's like, I'm bruising her like this. And uh, that he was saying to her that he was going to ease off on, on, the, on the pressure. And I remember thinking, no, fuck, no, you're not. I don't give a fuck. And I remember, again, just having all these different, no, that can't happen, that can't possibly happen in my head. But what came out of my mouth, hello, Roger, was I will rip the skin from your face if you stop putting pressure on my back. <laughs> so it's talking about times when Roger upset with their partner during labor. Yeah. yeah. Your partner during labor that, that time when you wanted to stop bruising me during labor yeah <laughs> oh you're not on video no i'm not my my thing's no. still not working oh okay i remember one of my clients the same thing her husband had to push his fist right on the top of her bum and yep. she saying, miss me miss me <laughs> <laughs> over her back <laughs> just do it just do what you're told just do it <laughs> but she just kept yelling no not that harder do it harder you got lean your whole body weight into it just miss her as hard as you can <laughs> oh boy oh boy yeah i had sore wrists for about a week after that and my vagina felt horrible for him <laughs> Your vagina felt horrible for him? What, I, don't... I think that was sarcasm. That was sarcasm. Okay, yeah, okay. I remember I had... <laughs> I remember with my big giant headed son and back labor and Paul saying, oh my God, but my wrists are so sore. And I remember spitting back, do you think I fucking care? Yeah. <laughs> Harder! And you know, I, and I'm, I think that I'm a pretty tough broad, like pretty badass. Well, I think so. But in labor, nope. I'm a weepy, blubbering, slobby mess. Hormonal. I cry and cry. And like, I just wanted John to like be like a mountain. I didn't want him to rub any part of me. He'd done enough rubbing. Thank you very much. That's what started us down this path. And I just needed him to be there. And I would just cry and cry. I was like inconsolable with the crying. And that's that's it. That was my labor coping, labor coping mechanism. Yeah. Oh. I'm so a bellower. Long, low sounds that are really, really, they really carry. Like I feel like I was in, I kept thinking while I was in the, in labor, and I did this across all of them that I sounded like a tuba <laughs> that was blaring across a theater. That's what I kept thinking about. That's the visual that came to my head because I was making tuba sounds in a theater. <laughs> I would, I sometimes wonder what I would be like if, if they were not born that fast, because even though they're fast, they're wickedly painful, hard, hard pain for a short time. And I would probably be hysterical. I probably need a sedative. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> 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 I, 
I, because that's what I felt like I was always on the verge of being hysterical. I was not in control at all. It was just wild and crazy. And then I would need, I would rather have a, a longer labors that were more manageable than that, that sort of mad, crazy, wild intensity. Jesus. Hmm. So what are you guys doing for the rest of the day? I am continuing to work on this new business idea and getting a website up and running. And I have managed to source out somebody who will do some of the translations for me. So I'm excited about that. And I'm hoping they will connect me to somebody else who can also do some translation. Um, I've got a new business idea, but I, I'm, I've got, how, how do you keep up that momentum? Um, I don't, I, I had to, cause I had that big momentum, mm -hmm. but then life showed up as Kim said, life happens. And I had to decide to just commit half an hour a day to sitting down and going through the next couple steps. Half an hour. That's it. Cause if I can, if I can do more, I, I'll do more, but I'm only committing to half an hour because the fact is I have three people living in this house. Plus my, my husband we are in a busy household. Online school is a fuck nut of a fuck nut. And my emotional availability just kind of has to be on. So, yeah. Hmm. So what I'm committing to is half an hour. That sounds totally manageable. I'm here thinking I can't devote two hours a day to get this thing started or even to do the research to get this thing started. So I've just shelved it which is bad. So I need to half an hour a day of intense focus. Of just whatever gets done in the half an hour. And then I fold it up in my little spiral notebook and I put it back on the shelf. I can do that. Thank you for that idea. Thank you for giving me permission to not feel like a slacker if I do half an hour of planning a day. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Do you have any new business ideas up your sleeve, Kimberly? Nope. Nope. What are you doing for the rest of today? I uh, don't know. Cleaning my house, maybe? Maybe. I don't know. I'm going to go after this. I'm going to go pick up. I don't even know if we're going to make it to 1130. This feels very draggy. But I, I was going to get off at 1130 because I need to go pick up something from somebody who lives way in the West End and they don't have a car. So I'm going to meet them. I'm going to go to their house to get it. Um, Maria, Maria, who's a doula and her name is Maria. I don't remember her last name, but she's an amazing, beautiful macrame person. She does like amazing macrame and she's making me, she has made me a tree of life macrame. So I got birthday money to spend and that's where it's going. It's big. It's going to be like, it's going to sit like at the bottom of my stairs. Whenever you're going down the stairs, you see there's a, there's a wall and I'm going to put it right there. Um, so that, and then I'm taking Ziggy to the groomers. Finally, this puppy's going to get a haircut. I can't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm take her to the groomers. And while she's there, I'm going to grab some things that we need know that we've run out of and then that's it and then that's my day that's it oh i might spend half an hour working on my new business idea 
Thank you very much, Steph. That's all I you need. I do that. Half an hour. All I need. Yeah. So that's great. Perfect. Well, uh, what else is there to talk about today? I think that's the day for us. We've celebrated our 100th. We've talked about some awesome, you know, I don't want to say amusing. Like what's, what would be a good word for those births that we just talked about? It was not entertaining, not amusing. That doesn't really capture it. But yes. birth that made me smile. <laughs> birth started um, made me smile. Yeah. Roadshow births. <laughs> <laughs> births, the roadshow. There's a, there's another podcast idea. Roadshow births. That's right. What was the name of that roadshow where it was all like antiques? People could come in and get their stuff like curated and antique roach antiques roadshow. Yeah. Bring us your birth story. We'll curate it for you. We'll let you know how entertaining it was. Or not. Mm -hmm. Or not. Okay. Well, I'm going to get a move on early then. Since it seems like we're going to wrap up early. Maybe this will be our new thing. One hour podcast. Do you know one of the, my favorite podcasts that I listen to all the time is a, um, a dog training podcast by a, a woman named Susan Garrett. She's like this award-winning dog show person. Her podcasts are literally 10 to 20 minutes. She comes on and she says, hi, everybody. And she has this upbeat music playing and she, she talks about her topic and that's it. And she's gone. And I always learn something. It's not the same kind of podcast where you lay there and you listen, you get to know people and you like their personalities and the stories and all that. It is, uh, here's some amazing, a nugget of information to take you through the week. Try to apply it to your, the, the, your dog's life. And I'll see you next week. Goodbye. That's it. And it's, it was, it's very, um, it's very nice. I like it a lot. So it's a different format. Definitely. And when it's a single person, that's like super easy to do. Yes. Yeah. That's I mean, that, that's an idea too, is if we have a uh, pragmatic tidbit, we wanted to hop on um, individually, Maybe. just take a voice note, says, hey, this is Suzanne from the Pragmatic Doulas. This is something that was on my mind today. And, it, and like maybe having individuals as well. More work for Kim. Because we'd be doing our regular podcasting and then little mini-sodes along the way. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, if you want to do a mini-sode, then you can learn how to upload it your own damn self. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, how do I upload that to... Fuck, who's going to fucking upload that? <laughs> Not this bitch. <laughs> if it's a possibility, I'd love to, to figure yeah, that out. But I do like it. I like that. I like that. And maybe Kim can give us some some um, lessons. She can train us to not fuck it up. <laughs> Let us I'll have to figure out how to do it myself. <laughs> Let us discuss it at our next planning meeting. Yay. Yeah. Look at all these new ideas we're getting. Yeah. Well, well thank you, everybody. I'm, I'm going to be out. I'm going to go out, like leave. So are you guys done or what? Yeah, I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> it's just that kind of week. All right. Well, I'm going to go get my half an hour in. We'll get your half an hour in. And um, 
you people out there, listeners, send us your funny birth stories. What or not funny, intense, overwhelming, scary, whatever situation that stood out for you at any birth you've been to, just write it all down, send it, it to us. Um, or you can even send us a DM, you know that? If you're on Instagram, you can send a DM to the Pragmatic Doulas. You can send a DM to any one of us individually. You can send it to Kim at the Toronto Doula Group. You can send it to me at Doula Suzanne. And you can send it to Stephanie at the official underscore doula Steph official underscore doula Steph yeah so feel free to do that too that's another venue so that's it rate review subscribe yeah we like it when you rate review and subscribe makes us happy you should go do it right now yeah okie dokie everybody ready for a good day let's go have a good day all right bye everybody Bye. Bye.